Pushkin. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. Tractor Supply trusts 5G solutions from T-Mobile. Together, they're connecting over 2,200 stores with 5G business internet and powering AI so team members can match shoppers with the products they need faster. This is enriching customer experience. This is Tractor Supply with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase and a member FDIC 2024 J.P. Morgan Chase and Co. What if AI could help your business deliver mission critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Hi, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. And we're going on a series of double dates to find out... What makes a marriage last? It was a beautiful summer afternoon, the day we took a short walk to the home of Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos on Manhattan's east side. Having arrived at their four-story brownstone, we got to experience firsthand what countless audiences have seen on the small screen. This couple's funny, playful, and truly affectionate connection to each other. They showed us into a very proper living room, where we sat across from each other at a table filled with goodies. They look so young, it's hard to believe they're old enough to have been together 25 years. I've read some bits and pieces about them through the years, so I was looking forward to filling in their story. We met when we were really young. How old were you? Uh, 24. 24. And what about you? Did you have a place then? Yeah, I was living on my own. I, by that point, I, had, you know, I hadn't had roommates in a couple of years. I was living in my own apartment. And um, and you were kind of a you had a steady job. Yeah, right? I was on a soap opera. I was on All My Children. Right. That's where I met Mark. I screen tested him. Oh really? Um, you yeah, were, you were in the screen test. Before? Yeah, yes. yeah. I met him the day before the screen test, but I had seen his picture before. The casting director. You, oh, they you. She said, "I think I found our guy." She said, "He's green. He's never done anything, and he's in Tampa, Florida." And I was like, "You're kidding!" And she shows me this picture, and I thought to myself, "I am da- I'm dazzled. I am dazzled by this person, and I don't get dazzled. A headshot is a headshot. I mean, how many right, right, headshots right. have we all seen? It wasn't a particularly good headshot either." I was dazzled. That's how I, dazzling you are. I Even in a bad were shot, you were dazzled. Dazzling. <laughs> and so 
And so they brought him in a day early because he had never done a screen test before. I had curlers in my hair. I hadn't been in makeup yet. I looked like a disaster. You had a pimple coming up. I had a pimple up, coming covered, up on my... But it, covered, it was covered it was, up with... It was covered up with like medicine. You know, it was like t- toothpaste or something on the pimple. And I, I walked into the room and there was the headshot. Were you, were you dazzled when you met her? Of course. But oh, I don't know that. I was such... I was such in he's a such being, a. He's being polite. You know, you go from living yeah. in Tampa, getting off a plane, and then you're screen testing for a job that's going to change your life. I, I, I was, I, I was, you know, my my head was spinning with, I can't believe this is happening. Are you? Were you in Tampa because your family lived in Tampa? I fi- yeah, they lived in Tampa, and I finished up my last two years of college in Tampa uh-huh. at, the, at South Florida. Yeah, and your and your dad is Spanish, and your mom's Italian. Mexican Italian. Mexican Italian. Yeah. And and what, and what are you? I'm Italian, both of my parents. You're yeah. kidding. No, my mom is, her. my mom's dad was Irish, so uh-huh. I think that's where I get my You're sort of, I my think that's corn. a great yeah. combination. It's a, yeah, it's a good combo, right? I really think so. Yeah. Well, he always says that Italians yeah. and Irish make the best and I, kids. Yeah. And I don't know why I say that, I can't prove it. No, but I I agree with you, I because I think my, my parents have, I mean, speaking about marriages, our between our parents, our parents have been married over a hundred and what ten, 10 years. years, 120 wow. years. Like really? our parents have been. So you yeah. saw really good marriages. Yeah. yeah. Do you think yeah. that's helped? Of course. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Do you try to act the way your father acted? To I your can't mom? help it. I can't help it, but I'm sure I do. That's a great combination. Nobody dominates. Nobody dominates. I think in certain areas they they would. And what about with you two? Does one of you do the finances and one of you do something else? Mark does. Mark is really the financial planner, and mm-hmm. Mark is responsible for every good financial thing that's ever and happened bad. to us. <laughs> I don't. I can't think of anything bad yeah. that you've done, really. Whatever. I mean, financially, fin- he's really got like that is a thing that I said to him. Remember when we first met? I said to him, "I've never met an actor that's good at math," and he said, "I'm a terrible actor." <laughs> that's hilarious. That's so I'm not that good at acting, but I'm really good He's at math. He's really good at math. Yeah. That's so, yeah. so I, I do kind of take that part of the role here. Um, and she makes the home a home. Like every holiday, I, we would have nothing if it was up to me. We're, it's funny because I think of us as so progressive as a couple. I always think of us like sort of politically progressive. We're more progressive yeah. people. And yet... When it comes to our own family and our marriages and our roles, I think of us traditional? as very traditional and almost old-fashioned in our roles. Because he does. Because why? Because he sort of, you know, I he's made it so that I've never had to like leave home to work. Like I've been able to raise my kids here in this city, in the nest, and maintain. And he's always been willing to travel and go to a set and go off here. And sometimes he's had to go live in another country to work on a set over there. And he's, he's never like, some would say you made the sacrifice. No, but I mean, you know, traveling is hard and like being away from home is hard. And all of that is like, sometimes he would miss milestones for the kids. And I know that was hard for him. Um, and he made it so that I could, I didn't have to worry. How did he make it? Because he... We were agonizing. Who are we? What are we going to be? And this, the talk show opportunity came up and he's like, you know, I think, I think you should do it. It seemed so out of my depth and not in my wheelhouse and not what I was used to. And he said, you know, I think it will allow you 
to do the things that you've always wanted to do, which was really, I wanted to raise my kids. I didn't want to have them and never get to see them. And the talk show afforded me this opportunity where I would work in the morning, early in the morning, and then I would have the rest of the day to take them to their activities or be there and watch the ballet recital and do all of those things. And and so, so in, in that, that way, way we're, we're very, very traditional. traditional. Yeah. You know, he made those sacrifices and then and then but I think, you know, he wouldn't know how to find a ballet class right. for the kids. <laughs> he wouldn't know how to go yeah. about yeah. signing the kids up for religion classes. Right. Like he wouldn't know how to do I that. I don't remember how people's birthdays, she remembers every single person's birthday in our family and and they are taken care of every single time without fail. Um, she reminds me to make calls, call your it's your Dad's birthday, you have to call. I mean, she's you you're you remind me of all that stuff. But tell Marlo and Phil the conversation you were having with me today. Because going back to what you were saying about learning from your dad. I think I was maybe like um, uh, around 20 years old, and I, I just moved back home, and I had a horrible breakup, and I was you know he and he, we talked a lot. We spent a lot of time together. You know, driving to soccer practice, he'd take me. You know, he spent a lot, we spent a lot of good time together. And I was saying, I this is it. I'm never gonna get in a relationship again. I'm never, I don't wanna get married. I don't want to have kids. I'm just gonna be by myself, you know? And so he said to me, he said, listen, he goes, I know you're gonna be successful and not being able to share that with someone is very sad. Hmm. You're gonna wanna share it with someone. Oh. You know, there's nothing more sad than an older guy by himself. Right. And I, and I, and I didn't believe him. I, I go, yeah, yeah, all right. Well, I'll, I'll be by myself and I walked away and I didn't believe it, and then I believed it. All my girlfriends got married. I was a bridesmaid a million times. And I thought, great, great, I'm gonna be an actress. I'm free, I'm going to London to live for a year and do a play, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. You know, it just wasn't right. for me. And then I met Mr. Blue Eyes here, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, like maybe I do like this. I can't picture the two of you without each other. Like, to me, it's like, you know, it's like we are. We're the jelly. best. That's yeah, you really are peanut are. butter and jelly. I know. It's so good. <laughs> uh, I remember us having a, a very funny conversation because um, Kelly was very independent and lived in the city for about five or six years before I got there. And she was, you know, on her own and she did her thing. And then when I came in, you know, I, I am a traditional guy. Like I, you know, I, I feel like there are certain roles. I, I, it's hard to explain exactly what those roles are, but we had a conversation where I said, "Hey, listen, there's really only a room for one man in this relationship, <laughs> and it's going to be and it's going to be me." I think we were arguing over where we were going on vacation. It was something really. It was a luxurious problem to have, and I said to him, "I am a woman of this generation, and." I've been on my own for a long yeah. time. Like I've, I've not answered. I've not answered to my parents. Right. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a grown woman, and <laughs> so you're gonna have to forgive me if it takes me a minute to keep up with the clock that you're rolling back before my, you know, it my. Wasn't so, yeah, my, I forget what it was about, but we laugh about it now. It was, yeah, a, we it was, it was kind of funny. It was a, it no, was funny. No, but then. it's a great conversation. What I will say though is, I've watched Mark with our daughter. And the way you raise her to never take to to never take a backseat position to any person that she dates, any man that she dates, like it's very it's funny. The evolution of you is kind of fascinating. 
when we first got married, I think Mark felt like he rushed into it and maybe he made a mistake <laughs> and maybe he was regretting it. And he took my wedding ring and threw it out the window. Whoa. And, and, and then he turned around and I said, I'm still here. <laughs> because I really think he thought in that moment that somehow I would just go and like vanish or evaporate. And I was like, now what? And, you know, and I think it was like that moment of, oh my gosh, she is still here. And I just did that horrible thing. And she's still here. And she doesn't really seem that rattled, right? If I'm getting into your head in the yeah. moment. That and was a big move. It was a big, bold move. And I think he was like... 25 years old. Yeah. But that's smart. great. But yeah. that, but that's... People who are getting married are 25 years old. That's, that's what this right. is all about. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't do that when you're 52. Or exactly. You're, you know. and, no, and, you don't. And I, I think... Go, God, I hope we don't. <laughs> but that was the thing. It was like, I looked at him and I said, you know... Um, I, I get it. Like, I, I get it. I'm young and married. To, I'm scared, too. Like, I get it. This is forever. I'm, I'm with you. Now we have to go find that ring. Because, <laughs> and I did. Know, oh, yeah. I love this <laughs> story I mean, But that was like, that to me is like, that's a defining moment. I'm sure, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that would have said, I'm done. I'm done. That is outrageous. That is crazy behavior. Right. Um, and and I understood where it was coming from. It was like coming from a place of terror and genuine fear. And oh my God, I have to spend the rest of my life with this woman who does not value time, who is chronically late. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, what's the biggest challenge you think you've ever faced as a couple? Because mm. what's important about that is how you come back from it, you know. How do we get through trying moments? Yeah, or something yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that one of us remains extremely calm. Is it always the same one? Nope, mm. nope. No. You would, it's you, usually, it depends on the situation. It depends on the, If it's happening to us together, our fa we have got a moment like, oh my God, one of us stays calm, the other one freaks out, um, and we get through it. I'm talking like family cancer when his mom when his mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and it was like a scary time for us and it was and your mom and then my and my mom got cancer and my dad had heart surgery and our parents were falling like dominoes and thank God they're all fine now. So like, what did you do? With, so this is so great because this is what everybody goes through. We right, have parents older than us. Right, of course. So what right, did you deal with it. So how did you help each other? How did you? You know, like, did you get the news on the phone? And then what did the other one do? You know, how... So, yeah, you do you want to hear something really funny? My mom, my... We were with my mom when she was diagnosed. And Mark and my mom came home from the doctor. It was at uh, 10.30 in the morning. I uh, had just had my son, Michael, who is now 22 years old. Um, I think I was still on maternity leave, which is why I was home. And... You guys, and it was, I think, 10.30 a.m., 10 a.m., you, you, they opened a bottle of scotch. We had never, like, we kept a bottle of scotch just sort of, like, in case anybody ever asked for yeah, scotch. Yeah, we, we had never, nobody the ever said, do you have scotch? Yeah, we're like, we're, you know, we didn't, it was in case anybody successful ever came over, we would <laughs> offer them scotch. And they opened a bottle of scotch, and they both drank like a like a glass a tumbler of scotch and i'd never seen my mom drink and it. you started you were crying you were, and you were I was, devastated and i was and i was so, and i was sobbing 
and I was sobbing, and 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 I call and I called my sister, and my sister said I can't talk. Dad um, is uh, dad collapsed, and I'm on my way to the hospital. He needs a bypass surgery. Yeah, and then this is and on the same day. Same day. It's the same exact day, and I said to Mark. Oh my God, we are cursed. We have to get a priest here. I mean, we have to bless, we have to, we need holy water. We have to burn candles. Like, I just couldn't believe it. I, it was and on then, the same and day. And then when my mom um, was fighting cancer, Kelly, we, she, took a, she took her into our home and she lived with us for seven, eight months. Yeah, well, yeah, it was, she, a long, it was a, you know, it was a long yeah, process. And she would go to the chemo with her and the radiation with her and bathed her. I owe it to my parents and to his mom. I owe it to them to take care of them the way they've taken care of us. I don't want to screw it up. I don't want to give them sub, substandard care because they raised us. So they raised us in a way that is like yeah, but we are. My parents, like, my parents didn't raise you, but and you did, and, well, she, and, and she does it. it, and she does it. I mean, you my, did my it dad, for, you did it for his mom. Yeah, and my dad comes to New York for his heart doctor, and she goes with him and sits there and takes notes for him and accompanies him. I mean, it's it's. And where are you when she's doing that? I'm in Vancouver working. Oh, typically, right. I'm not here, but she does it. She's like, I'm going. That's great. But that bespeaks a wonderful testament to your folks. My mom gave me the best advice. She said, be good to your mother-in-law. She said, you treat your mother-in-law the way you would treat me, but nicer. <laughs> we'll have more after a quick break. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. Together with Delta, they're putting 5G into the hands of ground staff so they can better assist on-the-go travelers with real-time information. From the Delta Sky Club to the Jet Bridge, this is elevating customer experience. This is Delta with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. 
If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM, let's create. We're back to our conversation with Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. They seem so perfectly aligned, Marlo naturally wanted to know, how do they fight? How you fight uh, is something to learn. I mean, we, we had to learn how to fight. I am an immediate thing. I'm a firecracker that goes off right now. Yeah. He would simmer for a while and then explode. Mm. So we didn't, it was a while for us to be able to align our temperaments to... You have to feel safe, right? Yeah. You have to be. You have to feel safe in the fight. That know that you know. I, I realize that I am Phil and Marlo. <laughs> I'm like I simmer and then I explode no, all at I, the same I, time. I, I do. I sometimes I, I liken it to a kamikaze mission. Every now and then you got to. You got like you know what? I'm gonna. We're gonna fight. Yeah. And I'm going to. Let's get, let's go. Let's <laughs> let's really have a blowout. And I know I'm gonna lose. Why? And because she's always right. Oh. And, wow. <laughs> No wonder you stayed married. That's great. And I know I'm going to have to apologize. Yeah, because you will tend to rise above it. Yeah. You know, it's like when, when I go low, he'll go high. Right. Um, yeah, I And stay then calm. I will somehow try to get a, a shovel and I'll try to dig <laughs> myself. I'll try to dig lower. And he's like, so he still stays. He really, you really have like maintained. Oh, good. You noticed a, that. I've always known. I admire it about you. It's like not. But every now and then, I'm gonna. I'm, You're gonna blow. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be amazed at like what he's willing to like die on. What cross he's willing. <laughs> right. And I go that. Real. Really. I mean, like I'll fall asleep in the middle of some Netflix series, and I know it's not about Netflix, but the argument has been. I guess it's more of a fill thing. It must have been simmering in there for quite some time. Right. You know, and he'll say, well, I've been waiting to watch this with you. I've been in Canada and I promised you I wouldn't watch it and I've been waiting to watch it and now you're asleep. But I know it's really not about that. It's probably about seven arguments ago where I got, where I got my way or whatever. No, but you know, I've, uh, we've had that argument as well. And, uh, or I've not done something because I wanted to do it with Phil and he'll fall asleep or he'll not want to go and mm-hmm. as he promised or whatever. And it, <laughs> it, it actually hurts my feelings because I had built it up right. in my mind that right. this is something we're going to share together. And then it's, and then I feel like, well, I, I lost this thing I thought I was going to have. It's like having an ice cream sundae I didn't get, you know? Right. Yeah. Isn't that kind of what it is? A, it's a disappointment. That's yeah. what I feel. What do they say? Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. You know, sometimes yeah. it just is. It, it's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to share it with you. He's been waiting to share it with you. And you're bombed out. So the right. thing is not quite as much fun as it was. Right. Is right. that kind of, yeah. yeah. Were you always comfortable sharing feelings with each other? Did one of you have to teach the other how to do that? Hmm, interesting. I was just, no matter what he told me, I used to have a conversation with myself. No matter what he's about to say, don't have any expression on your face. (laughs) Because if you have an expression, he might clam up and he might feel ashamed of whatever he's told you or judged in some way. So I would be very mindful to not have any expression <laughs> at all. No matter what he said, the expression was always, 
you know, it was it was before I used to get Botox, before I got Botox. Yeah. You know, it was like before, I don't even know if Botox existed at the time, but I, I mastered the art of having no expression That at is all. a great accommodation. See, yeah. that's what I call an accommodation. It's a good, yeah. yeah. Because you don't want the person to think that they are being judged. You want your spouse to feel safe and, and, and know that, in you, they have a confidant, somebody that they can trust, somebody that's like going to walk through the fire with them, whatever it is. And P.S., anytime he had told me something, what I had built up in my, like anytime he would say, I have to tell you something, I don't want you to get upset. What my brain went to was so dark and crazy, I would say, he's about to tell me that he's disposed of a body once. But it was always like something so benign. What do you think is the difference between your marriage and other friends' marriages? Well, we have a lot, like we have, I have to say, my my friend group, I have a lot of happily married friends. And I think that that is a great thing. So do we. Because I think if you don't, um, I, I think that that can, it can really spread like the unhappiness. And I agree. Yeah. And there are people, like there were people in our lives like early on in our friendship circles that would make us unhappy. And we would never figure out like quite why we would become unhappy around these people. <laughs> and we realized they were in an unhappy marriage. And it was like the stress of feeling their unhappiness would somehow tap into our souls almost. Because we like end up getting in an we argument. We would get into an argument as soon as we would leave their home or leave the dinner table at the restaurant. And it's not like us to sort of like have a perfectly lovely evening and then fight on the way home. And we realized we were like, we were wearing their energy. When things aren't going well, yeah. which that happens. Sure. Yeah, all the time. How do you reset? Well, you, you think about what you did wrong and then you talk about it and you apologize for it. You apologize. Even if you feel like you've done nothing wrong, I think the... You owe it to yourself and to your spouse to put yourself in the other person's position and see it from their perspective. Like if we're at a dinner party, he'll make a comment and maybe it's something that embarrassed me. But from his point of view, it was just funny and it got a laugh or whatever. And from my point of view, I'm embarrassed. It hurt my feelings, right? And I think that that's something that Mark is really good about. Instead of like getting defensive, he'll say, you know, I didn't think that that would hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to embarrass you. Or, or I see what you mean. Or I see what you mean. Like that's, I think that's like something that's a very kind, simple gesture. That's one of the examples of I finally am getting marriage. I think that's a good example of, because of, I didn't used to do that. I'd, be, I'd get really defensive. Right. We, I'd get really defensive about it. I'm like, I'm, you know, I say everything wrong. Like, you know, or if I did apologize, I'd be like, I'm sorry if you're upset that I said that. Yeah, that's the like worst an idiot. apology. I, I would think that was smart, a smart thing to say. Somebody else, one of our other couples said that. Well, anybody who says, I'm sorry if that upset you is just full of shit. Right. <laughs> they, they don't mean it. All, right. they're, all they're doing is saying, you know, you are pain in the ass. You're feeling so upset. Right. I'm right. Right. But, yeah. a, but a real I'm sorry is I'm sorry I said that. Not right. I'm sorry if it upsets you. Right. And anytime you're coming from a place of I'm so selfless, I am sacrificing so much. Yeah. That is narcissistic thinking. Yeah. You really have to think. And sometimes about, I'll like I'll come up to her and I go, okay, I'm totally looking for some um, some attention, 
and being completely selfish right now, but I need I need some attention. I'll like I'll 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 call myself out mm-hmm. and say I know this is going to sound crazy, but I just need you to like humor me for a minute, and she does. It if is. you can tell your spouse what you need in the moment, it is the most helpful thing. Because, by the way, married people or people looking to get married, nobody's a psychic. Marriage is like a roller coaster ride, right? It really is. Mm-hmm. And there's these high highs, and you're like, "Oh, this is great. This tickling in my stomach feels amazing." And then you, and then you like sink down to the depths, and you go through things, and you're scared. We've often said, like, if we had gotten divorced, like, so many times over <laughs> things that at the time seemed like a huge deal, we would have missed out on so yeah. much life and incredible moments and fun. And some of the reasons that we are enjoying, like, our adult lives now is, like, when all of our friends were going out and, like, out on the town and taking impromptu trips uh, to tropical islands. We had small babies and toddlers, and we were tired and exhausted, and we would be sometimes short with each other, not really kind to each other, and we were not, like, taking the time for each other. And that could have easily frayed our marriage, and we could have easily turned on each other. But instead, it sort of, we were just fortunate enough, and we listened to each other just enough I used to leave the lid off the toothpaste, which drove him crazy. And I realized I was starting to do it deliberately to drive him crazy. And then one day I said, okay, are we going to have a nice marriage or are we going to be dramatic all the time? Put the fucking lid on. Put the lid on the toothpaste. You said to yourself. Yes. Put it on, Kelly. It's not rocket science. Put the... (laughs) <laughs> Just twist it on. You're you're leaving it off. Deliver. I was. I remember the moment I had that conversation in my own head, where I said, "Go back and put that on, because it's going to it's going to dictate what kind of a day you have. You're going to either have a good day or a bad day by that gesture." Yeah. Right. When I think about some of the things that like we've argued about yeah. in our life, and where we've like. That's it. We're getting divorced. And and he's always like he la- he laughs at me whenever I said that. He's like, oh, "Okay, we're getting okay. I'll see you at the di- the divorce court." So what you're saying is, when you go off like that, or when you did go yeah. off like that, he was the one that was sort of say, "Oh, come on, let's yeah, calm down." You're the, you're the calm the, down. You're the peacemaker. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. It's those things that I find like. When we've settled into our like our happy place, where we are now, so many years later, decades later, right? I find that the fact that I autonomously clean up after myself, I am on time for him. I do it for him, but I've also done it for myself now, right? Um, and he does things that I know didn't always come naturally to him, but he does it now. Like, you figured out that I love gardenias, and they always come. There's never any reason. They just, they show up once a week. He sends them to me just to let me know that he's thinking of me. And I remember the first time you sent them to me, I was, I, I just thought that I had, 
I thought he was about to tell me he had a secret other family because I thought, oh, this. I love where her mind goes. These, well, I said, these gardenias are so extraordinary. He's going to tell me he's Thanks had so. a child out of wedlock yeah, during that, our that, marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's the one thing we didn't touch right. on and mm-hmm. is jealousy. I mean, you're both so friggin' good looking. I don't have a jealous bone oh, in my body, yeah. which is which is good. But he can be jealous, which is, it's, I, I'm always so sort of, um, I'm shocked. I'm sort of shocked by it because I'm somebody that I would not consider that somebody would get jealous about. You know, I'm like, jealousy is not really so much about what the other person does. Yeah, I guess it's your own thing. You know, thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Whatever, and it feels whatever. horrible. Oh, are you both jealous? Well, I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, she did a movie with Chris Christopherson. Oh, oh wow! Oh wow! So you know. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He came in the middle of the night. Can you believe this? So I'm I'm sound asleep, and I hear this banging on the door, and I'm thinking, and I was like, oh no, Christ! I got to be up like in an hour, right. you know, for like four thirty or something, whatever it was, and I get open the door, and there's Phil, and the minute I saw him, I thought. He thinks Chris Christopherson's here. <laughs> so that's I, my move. That's uh, that he would so totally I op- do. That. I opened the door. I said, "Come in." I was so mad at him because right. I have I had like another full hour. Right. You know now you know I can't go to sleep because first of all I'm aggravated that he would think that. I'm aggravated and I'm excited I, and you're and right. you're here and, and right. And he walks in. And he goes, "No, I just you know I I just missed you." I told bullshit. Wait, so <laughs> wait, Phil. Okay, so let's. Uh, Get into it quickly. What if... Oh, God. What if you come to the door and Chris Christopherson is there? What happens? Mm. Is there a fist fight? What happens? I would probably walk out. Yeah. I think you would run... I think I would have never seen you again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, with Mark, there would be crime scene tape. There would be, like, police barricades and there'd be a whole... Me me too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. because you you did that a few times at oh, our good. house. Let's I would show up. He would show up, and and I I remember one time I looked at him and I said, "Aren't you tired of catching me here actually doing what I'm saying I'm doing?" <laughs> I was doing a show in Boston, and we there was no we weren't we didn't have cell phones at the time, right? And I couldn't get a hold of her all day, and I got a really bad feeling. And Little so, green monster. Yeah, it's horrible. And so, unfortunately, there are flights to New York from Boston every hour. I, and I got her finally on the, pl- you know how they used to have those pl- on the, yeah, on the well, plane? Yeah, and sure. so she said, you sound funny. I'm like, nah, you sound fine. I guess it's just the phone. He's, he said, what are you doing tonight? It was a Friday night. Were you married or not married? married. We're married. Right. What yeah. are you doing tonight? I said, believe it or not, I'm cleaning the toilets. I was like, I was cleaning. So... He, for some reason, thought that sounded very fishy. <laughs> you didn't tell you were on the plane? No. no. He wanted to catch me. I love this. And so I, I came in very much like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> no. She's so happy to see me. He, no, he tells the doorman, he goes, tell the, call up to the apartment and tell her that there's a flower delivery. Oh, and, that's so perfect. And I was like, a flower delivery, and I'm so excited because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's sending me flowers. This is so nice. And I'm not kidding. I have like a Johnny Mop in one hand. I'm wearing a bathrobe. I am a, dis- I am a disaster. I'm not how I want my husband to see me when he gets home from like his movie set. Right. And I open the door, 
and it's him, and he comes in. He doesn't even say hello he to sleeps, me. I He's know. looking they for sleep, something. Yeah. And I go, right, I go, what are you? And I'm still looking for the flower guy. I was like, there's a guy coming with flowers. <laughs> it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. It's, I, oh gosh, I'm, I'm less, I'm, aren't I, wouldn't you say I'm less jealous these days? Oh my gosh, yes. There's no such thing as this perfect marriage. It's the crazy stuff that you get through together that makes it all the worthwhile. That's Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. It's great how they still seem to surprise each other. Well, it'd be pretty boring if there were no surprises. That's why I married you. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. Anyway, oh. I know you're leaving tomorrow and you must be having a romantic night tonight, so. No. <laughs> I'm having a romantic night, but... Um, yeah, we're down to one kid now, yeah, we are, I know. Double Date is a production of Pushkin Industries. The show was created by us and produced by Sarah Lilly. Michael Bahari is associate producer. Musical adaptations of It Had to Be You by Stellwagen Symphonette. Marlo and I are executive producers, along with Mia Lobel and Lital Molad from Pushkin. Special thanks to Jacob Weisberg, Malcolm Gladwell, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Eric Sandler, Emily Rostek, Jason Gambrell, Paul Williams, and Bruce Kluger. If you like our show, please remember to share, rate, and review. Thanks for listening. The Medal of Honor podcast is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. It's a special thing to be a member of Navy Federal because they're a member-owned, not-for-profit credit union that invests in their members with amazing rates and low fees. That's why members earn and save more every year. If you are active duty, a veteran, or have a family member who is a veteran or service member, you're eligible for membership. Become a Navy Federal member today. Navy Federal Credit Union. Members are the mission. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored among some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.